Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Hey, super excited today. We are in our brand new podcast studio. Uh, really looking forward to diving into what we're talking about today. And uh, before we jump in to the topic, uh, there's something I wanted to share with you guys that I'm super excited about. Two opportunities. Uh, I've got a new book that's coming out. It's called Leading with Insight. And it's for leaders who are wanting to grow and make an impact in the world around them. And it's uh, called 31 Days of Wisdom. And I've written it kind of like a devotional style. What we've done is uh, the book of Proverbs has got 31 chapters. And so what we do is we take one proverb a day from each chapter and we marry that, partner it with a leadership principle. And it's kind of uh, supposed to be read almost like a devotional style where you read the chapter, short chapter, and then think on it, process it, marinate on it, or like one of my good friends uh, from South Mississippi says, percolate on it and just kind of allow the content to seep down into you and uh, just to develop wisdom. We need some wisdom in our leadership today. And so uh, that should be released now at the time of this recording of this podcast, should be able to get that on all platforms, whether it's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, my website, but we'll have some links in the show notes below. But also, uh, if you are a leader, an entrepreneur, if you're just somebody who is hungry to grow and to develop, then I want to invite you, we're launching a mastermind group called Breaking Through to Greatness. And it's an opportunity to intentionally place yourself in an environment of growth. I want to invite you to join us for that. 13 weeks where we dive into some of the principles of goal achievement. You know, goal setting is one thing. Goal achievement is a different thing. And so we'll dive into what it looks like to achieve goals. But also, you'll be in a group of other like-minded leaders who have a hunger and thirst to develop themselves but also develop other people. So there's some show notes uh, are in the show notes below. I'll add those links with love for you to join us. So let's jump into the content today. And today, the topic that we're talking about is greatness unpacked. And I, I just tell you, this is something I've been thinking on this topic of greatness for a while now. And I know it's something that if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts before, that's something we've touched on in the past. But I love watching the best of the best compete. I love watching the best of the best, seeing, perform, whatever they do, because there's something just so awesome about the greats that we're not used to seeing in culture today. See, culture today, culture today is fine with complacency. We've got this culture that has conditioned us to comfort and convenience. And, and that if it's uncomfortable or if it's inconvenient, then it's not worth the effort. But every single thing that's worthwhile, you know what it does? It comes through diligent effort. Pressure creates diamonds. The fire is what removes the impurity to, to purify gold and silver. Muscles, muscles are built by being placed under stress. Muscles atrophy and get flabby in convenient environments. And I, as you're listening to this, I want us to get disgusted with laziness. I want us to despise indifference. I want us to hate apathy. 
There's got to be something stirring within you, within me, that says, I know that I was made to do something great. I know that greatness is within me. And I know, I know that greatness is within you, that you were knit together on purpose, for a purpose, meant to make a mark on this generation. That is one of my core values. And as you listen today, I want to wake up and shake up that inner man, that inner woman within you, that you were born for such a time as this. Shake yourself out of that stuff, okay, right? Uh, with all that said, I feel like I've got something much um, much more stirring with me, like deep down in me on this topic that's not really refined yet. Like I haven't got the words exactly like the way I want it to. So I don't want to just dump the entire load on you today. And it's, it's kind of like the story I heard about this young preacher man. He lived up in New York, and he gets this invitation to go down to a rural church in Texas. And this rural church, they're looking for him to come and take over their church and to begin to be their lead pastor. So he flies down, and he does the whole interview thing with the board, uh, the deacons, and all of that. And the church votes him in as their new pastor. And, you know, uh, the young pastor, he's excited about this new opportunity. And uh, he calls his wife and kids and says, hey, this is one of the oldest church in this part of the state, and they've selected me. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be their pastor, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just stay here. I'm going to uh, actually. I'm supposed to start preaching this Sunday, so I'm going to stay here this week. This will be my first thing. So you and the kids go ahead and pack the bags, bring the kids down. But we're moving to Texas, and so the night before his first sermon, he's supposed to preach in front of the entire church. He sits down and he thinks, "Well, man, golly, what?" What am I going to, like, what am I going to share? What am I going to teach on? And so he writes this sermon. He writes, he writes, he writes, he writes. And then, and by the time he's done, this man, look, he's written a two-hour God-filled, Holy Spirit-moving sermon. But then he realizes, like, you know what? I've only got 45 minutes to speak and to share. So the next morning, he, he decides to get up. He gets there bright and early, and he Make sure that he's the first person at the church. He opens the door. He makes sure the lights are just right. He, he does the mic check, mic check, mic check, one, two, right? He makes sure everything is right. Service is supposed to start about 8 o'clock, and he looks down at his watch. It's 7.30, and he goes back to the back to the doors, and he opens up, and he stands there, and he's waiting. He's, he's waiting to greet these hundreds of people that he just knows are going to come in to hear his message that he is he is prepared for all these people for this entire church and he uh he gets to the back he looks down at his watch 7:45 nobody's there he gets there uh 7:50 and nobody's there 7:55 and nobody's there he's getting a little bit nervous now and but then he sees this old beat up pickup truck coming down the dirt road and turning into the gravel parking lot and he, this, this old truck parks and out of this truck comes this old farmer man. He's still in his overalls and his hat and the, the old man just walks right past him, says, morning preacher, takes his hat off, walks right in, goes to the front row, front pew and boop, it's eight o'clock, it's time to go. So, you know, this preacher man, he's sitting there and he's thinking, well, you know, I've got this whole sermon prepared and it's just me and this guy, man. What am I going to do? So he goes up and he asks the guy, say, well, you know, it's just me and you. You think we should just come back next week and start again? Or uh, you think, would you, would you just like me to teach this lesson? And the farmer says, well, 
son, I'm a, I'm just a farmer. I don't know much about preaching. I feed cows. But I'll tell you this. One cow f- came, I'd feed it. I'd feed it. So the preacher said, all right, let's go. And, and so he does. He takes off. He takes this two-hour sermon that, I mean, he pours his heart out. He's got faith and salvation, fire and brimstone, right? He, I mean, he gives it all, and, and he's just preaching it all, preaching as if the whole place was full of people, and he's done. He wipes his brow with sweat, and he goes down to the farmer, and he says, well, well, how did I do? And the farmer says, well, I don't know much about preaching. I feed cows. But son, if one cow came, I don't think I'd give him the whole load, right? So, <laughs> so I've got a lot of things I would love to share on this topic, uh, but much of it's still kind of in that refining process. But one thing I do want to share on this topic is I've been reading this book by Don Yeager, and Don was a he was a sports journalist for many years, and he got the opportunity to interview some of the greatest of all times, the goats, right, uh, in all sports. So people like. Michael Jordan, uh, Coach John Wooden, Coach K, Kobe Bryant. He said um, he, he loved to ask them one question. And, and it was an interesting question. He said he would ask these greats, what makes great athletes great? Like what separates the great ones from the good ones? And, and just real quick, I want you to think about that question. If you and I were just chilling, if we were sitting at the coffee shop and just talking and I were to ask you the same question, what separates the good from the great like what would you say would you say well well i I think it's talent talent is what separates the good from the great would you say the work ethic or maybe it's their genes maybe it's the genetics we've been going through a, a study on how talent is never enough we talked about talent is really just a head start and if you don't develop that talent then you'll eventually be bypassed by somebody who will we've been talking about that in one of our leadership I, I go in and work with companies on leadership, and we've been talking about that. And, and so as we look at professional athletes, every one of them are talented. So it can't just be talent. Every one of them work hard. It can't, it, you know, if you don't work hard, you're going to get weeded out pretty quick. But what Don Yeager said that separated the great from the good is this, and it's really powerful. He said that the great ones hated to lose more than they loved to win. How about that? Wow, they hated the feeling that losing left with them greater than the thrill of victory produced within them. Wow, he said, he said, without fail, every single one of the greats said the same exact thing in their own version, that they hated to lose more than they loved to win. I want to share with you the way Kobe Bryant said it. He said, when you love to win and you don't hate to lose, it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll win the next game. Maybe we'll win the next game. When you hate to lose and you lose a game, it eats at you. That's what Kobe says. So the question is, how can we, you know, you and I that don't have a literal scoreboard, apply the same mentality to how we keep score in life? And I'll just kind of give you my thoughts on this. And my view is it comes down to how I handle failure. Like those moments And when I'm talking about failure, I'm talking about those moments where I did everything I know to do to prepare, everything I know to do to succeed. And I put my effort in. I gave my best. But in that moment, my best comes up just short. Like in that moment, what's my attitude? What is my response? Is it, well, at least I tried. I gave it the good old college try. (laughs) 
and, and, and my attitude is much more passive? Or does it frustrate me to the point that I'll say that will never happen again and i'm going to do whatever i got to do to improve in this area i'll get up earlier i'll stay up later i'll read the books i'll go to the courses seminars and webinars i'll hire me a coach a mentor whatever it takes i'm going to do whatever the cost i'm willing to pay the cost because i never want that feeling again the standard that i have set for myself i will not allow my me to be satisfied with complacency um recently i was I was asked to speak at an event. It was a small event, and the type of environment wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really the type of event I'm used to speaking at and the type of environment that I'm used to, but overall, the night was good, right? The atmosphere was good. The conversations were good, but it's just good. And I could tell that there was something missing, but I could not figure out exactly what it was. So afterwards, uh, the team that we were with, we did this debrief of how we thought everything went, and it was during this debrief that I was made aware of a blind spot in my portion of the night. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about in my area of giftedness, in an area that I'm supposed to be good at, in an area of my strength, I dropped the ball. And because I was the one that kicked the night off, it was really my portion that set up the rest of the night to be just good. See, it's in our areas of strength where this is sometimes the biggest challenge because when I was made aware of this, I tell you what, my first response was embarrassment. It was kind of a bit of shame. I was a little bit frustrated with myself because this is something not only that I should know at this point, this is actually something I teach. <laughs> but the biggest emotion that could probably sum this up was I never want this feeling again. And it's that emotion, it's that emotion of I never want this feeling again that propels the grace to push a bit harder, to reach a bit higher, to stay in it just a bit longer. It's that feeling that will push people from being just good to great, from being complacent to making an impact on culture. And you know what happens when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and past what's familiar? Because that's what the comfort zone is. It's, it's really not comfortable. It's just familiar. It's, it should be called our familiar zone, right? <laughs> but when we, when you think about it, when we push ourselves past what's familiar, you find the boundary lines of how developed your talent is at that current level, right? And if you just step into the process to intentionally develop that area, you'll see just how far you can go. Now, know this. Each time you come up just short, it simply reveals areas where you still need improvement. Areas that improvement remains. That's how you become better. That's how you become a better leader. That's how you become a better spouse. That's how you become a better friend and a better coworker. So for you, I, I, do you hate losing? Do you hate losing more than you love to win? I, I want to end this this uh, podcast with an interesting story that I think fits here, and it's kind of this overall theme of pushing yourself to see just how far you can go. How far can I go? But uh, it was this Navy SEAL guy. He has this YouTube channel. I don't even know the guy's name, but um, he has this YouTube channel where people would would just call, you know, they would kind of send in uh, questions. And it's just random questions, no real specific topics. He gets a wide variety of, of topics here. And so one person wrote in and they wrote the question, how far can you run? Simple question, Right. It was a simple question. The guy read it out loud, but in a serious tone to the question of how far can you run, 
the guy said, I don't understand the question. I mean, it's a pretty simple enough question, but he said, I don't understand the question. Like, if you were to ask me, how far can I run in 30 minutes? I can tell you the answer to that question. If you ask me how far can I run before my mind tells me I should quit, I can answer that question because I've experienced it. If you're asking me how far I can run before my muscles start to cramp up and pain starts to shoot through my body, hey, I can answer that because I've done that. But if you're asking me how far I can run, I don't know the answer because I've never died from running yet. (laughs) Just how far can you go? See, I believe greatness is within you. I firmly believe that you are made to do great things. And I would also suggest that this world needs you to do great things. But more importantly, this world needs you to be great. And, and, and not just, you know, sometimes we'll say become, become great. And um, I want to say be great. See, becoming great puts something off into the future. Being great pulls it into the here and the now. And I want you to pull it to the here and the now. Hey, I hope today has added value to you. I hope uh, you've got something that that really stirs within you. I, I want to inspire you, inspire, depart something, impart something into your spirit that stirs you and says, yes, I can make an impact on the world around me. And so, hey, I hope today has added value to you. If you if it has, please share it with a friend or family member. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, uh, so you can stay up to date with any of the upcoming episodes or latest content. And hey, if there's any way I could serve you, I would love to be able to do that, whether that's coming in and working with you and your team. Uh, what I like to say is I like to build leaders and transform culture. That's what I do. Uh, If you're looking for somebody to come alongside of you in like a coaching or mentoring relationship, that's what I do. Um, Also, just wanted to say, uh, again, in the show notes, there will be a link to the book called Leading with Insight, 31 Days of Wisdom for Leaders. I also have a link for my my first book. Uh, It's Heart of the Father. And then uh, we'd love for you to join us on our mastermind group. So thank you, guys. Hope you have an awesome day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself, as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?